Welcome to Breakout Culture. I'm Ed Vasey and I'm the culture editor of Country and Townhouse magazine. And very sadly, this is our last episode ever. I'm Charlotte Metcalf and I'm the associate editor at Country and Townhouse. And it is very, very sad. Uh, we've hugely enjoyed doing it over the last three and a half years. And sorry to be having to wind it up. So we wanted to go out on a high and what better way to do it than by celebrating Christmas with some glorious uplifting music and some very jolly guests. Now, those of our loyal listeners who've been with us all the way through will remember one of our guests today and we're delighted to say that since though I hasten to add not because of being on the podcast, he's been awarded the British Empire Medal for starting the self-isolation choir in lockdown that has since become home choir. He even persuaded me to join it three Christmases ago and we're delighted he's with us today. He is, of course, Ben England. Good morning, Ben. Hi, Charlotte. Lovely to see you. <laughs> Good morning, Ben, and great to have you with us again. Ben is also joined by Mark Strachan, who is also a great choir master and British Empire medalist who worked closely with Ben on the self-isolation choir. He now runs the Choir of the Earth, Labrador Events, Radio Choral and Game Choir. Blimey. <laughs> now, we're obviously yes. going to be talking about lots of Christmassy singing later on, but first, we're very intrigued to know about Choir of the Earth, Good morning, Mark. Good morning, Ed. Good morning, Charlotte. And hello again, Ben, having seen you over the weekend for a performance of Mozart Requiem in Bath, which was great. <laughs> well, it's great to have you both on. Now, before we get going on all these exciting multiple projects that involve the joyous practice of singing, can you start by quickly just recapping on the self-isolation choir and how that came about? And then tell us what Home Choir does and what Choir of the Earth does. Sure. Well, if you don't mind, um, Charlotte and Ed and Ben, let me just briefly jump in um, and say that I am an, a very average choral singer. Um, I, 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 I love choral singing. I'm not that good at it, but I just love belting out. Uh, and as the conductor says, um, you know, better be loud and wrong than not at all. So when the pandemic hit in March, uh, we were all stuck at home and I just thought, wouldn't it be fun if we were able to use technology to sing together? Now, obviously, we couldn't be together because we were all at home. Um, and through various contacts, I was introduced to this guy called Ben England, who lived up in Bristol, not far from me in Dorset. And I gave Ben a ring and I said, Ben, we don't know each other. You don't know me, um, uh, but I've been given your name. We don't have time to get to know each other, but can you start and, and teach the whole of Messiah on Monday <laughs> over YouTube? And, and he said, well, I'm taking words out of your mouth here, Ben, but I think he said uh, along the lines of, well, you must be a bit bonkers because why would you want to do that? And anyway, why don't we just do the Hallelujah Chorus because everybody knows the Hallelujah Chorus. And I, I, I said, well, no, no, Ben, let's, let's just do the whole of Messiah. And he said, yup, why not? And bless him. He started on Monday at 7.30 in the evening on YouTube. We expected um, Ed and Charlotte, about sort of 35 people from the, the southwest of England to join us. And we had over three and a half thousand from 50 countries around the world. So we, we had a, a global audience of, of thousands of people listening to Ben every night teaching us the Messiah. It's an amazing story. Well, it's quite fun. And, and what was so wonderful was that through the, through the 
benefits of technology, we built this community. We were the self-isolation choir, obviously using the word isolation because we were all in isolation. But as the Messiah project progressed and we moved from Messiah to Vivaldi's Gloria and some John Rutter pieces and Elijah um, Mendelssohn's Elijah, etc., everybody loved it so much that when the pandemic came to the end, everybody said, please, please, let's continue. So we dropped the word isolation as we felt it was a bit pandemic-y. And uh, one of our presidents was by then a wonderful lady called Marina Mahler, who is the granddaughter of the great Gustav Mahler composer. Um, Marina said, well, look, my grandfather composed this wonderful piece called, uh, you know, Song of the Earth. Why don't we call ourselves Choir of the Earth? So Choir of the Earth is what it became. And just to just answer your uh, other question, Charlotte, about Home Choir, which is a, a, a separate community there is, of course, some overlap of people who uh, who go to both Choir of the Earth and Home Choir, but I started Home Choir right back at the very start. It was March 14th, 2020. Um, I launched it as what was then called the Quarantine Choir, for obvious reasons. But my thought was to keep the people in my, my regular choirs, which had all stopped at that point, keep them entertained uh, and keep them singing, because, of course, it's so good for you to, uh, to exercise your voice. It's good for the breathing. It's good for the soul. And then I had this phone call from this chap called Mark, who said he wanted to do the entirety of Messiah. And the reason I said you must be mad is I, I just thought, given how on earth would you do all of Messiah? I just said the only way to do it is through live streaming. And so over that weekend, having said yes to Mark, um, I hadn't a clue how we were going to do it, but I had to teach myself how to use live streaming on YouTube. And the really funny thing was, of course, at that time, we all remember getting hold of high-quality audio-visual equipment was extraordinarily difficult because everyone was having to work from home. Mm. So you get a webcam or a microphone for love nor money. And so I had to sort of bodge together a setup from what I had lying around the house in my days as a teacher and went live, yes, as Mark said, on that Monday. And it just snowballed from, as Mark said, what we thought would be a small group to thousands and thousands. And the enthusiasm and the passion for it was just, unbelievable and of course during lockdown it was just that opportunity to to come together every day and to bond over something really exciting and and as we grew we then added this idea of we were going to commission an orchestra to play in isolation um, and mix it all together and then the choir were going to record and the, the project to sort of evolved from the original idea which was we were just going to sing messiah along with the recording to we're actually going to get our phones out we're going to record every single note we're going to get World-class soloists, I mean, names like Carolyn Sampson, Jennifer Johnston, you know, these are, are incredible recording artists who just so happen to be available. Um, and there was just this feeling of, of the whole project was, was, was golden, was blessed. Having done it myself, I mean, you must give yourself credit. You know, it's not that much of a surprise loads of people joined because it was really good fun. And you were you were well, just brilliant at getting everyone going. Matt, we want to talk loads about what you're up to at Christmas. But first, let's talk about Game Choir, because that really is something completely weird and wonderful and intriguing. Mark, go. <laughs> <laughs> well, my, my first... Um, Love or first uh, job, Charlotte, was in the games industry, uh, the computer games industry. Back in the 1980s, uh, we, we started a games publishing company and we published games based on James Bond films, Trivial Pursuit, the board game, 
Formula One. And I suppose back in the in the 80s, 90s with Nintendo and Sega, etc., Xbox, the most successful game that I was involved with was a game called Championship Manager, uh, which was a football fantasy game. And so now that Ben and I are working on teaching people to sing beautiful music, it, it, the thought had crossed both of our minds that, that games now feature orchestras and they feature professional choirs and they feature world-class composers because a game is now a production, just like a film is a production. And we felt that, yes, we've got adults singing from all over the world, but singing is such a wonderful thing to do. And it, it's so wonderful for for people to sing together, why could we, could we not get younger people to learn to sing together and using the same model um, and record their voice onto their mobile phone? We'll put it all together and we'll play it back to them with them singing their favorite music from their own computer games. Um, so we formed Game Choir and the very first uh, project we did was based upon the game Halo. Um, and we managed by by sheer chance to be able to speak to Marty O'Donnell, who wrote the, the beautiful Gregorian chant for Halo, who lives in Las Vegas. And we had over 5,000 voices, Charlotte and Ed, on our Halo chant with young people and not so young because some of our mem the members of our choir thought, oh, well, we, I don't know much about games, but we'll give it a go. And they ended up loving the music. And I think they had had no idea that games feature some great music. Um, now, Mark, so uh, can we just unpack this a bit? Yes. Uh, now, uh, this may sound rude. It's said in the most polite way possible. Of course, of course. You look more like a church warden than a gamer. Well, uh, Ed, uh, back <laughs> in the 80s, um, I, I was at a small advertising agency and passed uh, a number of shops uh, called Lasky's. I don't even remember the brand Lasky's. I don't and know. Th they, they were um, a big hi-fi shop and they sold lots of sort of uh, uh, decks and amps and speakers in the days when everything was Pioneer PL12Ds and speakers and amplifiers. And stuck on the windows of these shops in, in scrawly handwriting was, we do not have any Spectrum computers. And this was in the day when uh, Sir Clive Sinclair had produced a tiny little computer called the Spectrum, um, the memory of which, the first memory, I think, was 48K. And I just thought, golly, oh, all these, these computers are, are whizzing off the shelves. Why is that? We then delved into it a little bit more and decided that it would be great fun to create a game based upon these machines that were whizzing off the shelves. And so we produced a treasure hunt called Eureka, which uh, allowed people to go through time. And the first person to ring a secret telephone number embedded in the game won £25,000, which back in 1984 was, well, I suppose it is still a lot of money, but was 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 a lot more then. And so Ed, that's how we got into the games industry. You mentioned Championship Manager, which is now, of course, Football Manager. What was your Correct. involvement in that? Well, uh, we roll on a few years after Eureka, which was our first game, and one of our guys came in to see me and said, Mark, you've got to come down to Brighton to, to, to meet these two two brothers. And they showed me this game. And I said, the problem is that there is no, there are no graphics on it. There's nobody shooting a football into the goal and nobody heading a corner and, and all that dramatic stuff. It's all about transfers and figures and, 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 and buying players and selling players. And they said to me, well, 
that's the whole point. <laughs> the whole point. The whole point is that it's you're the boss, you're the manager, and you're buying and selling and something else. So I said, well, okay, fine. So we published it, Ed. We we were the we were the. Well, uh, this is uh, amazing. This is a small world. <laughs> Charlotte would be blissfully unaware of this, but Football Manager is now is now probably one of the most popular games in the world. In fact, I took my son round the offices the other day, and in fact, the current chief executive started working for them uh, when he was yes. uh, the sort of manager of Blur, and he kept sending them faxes about how to improve the game. And they finally said, well, you can come and run it then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I know the boys well, and, and, and we published Championship Manager, and uh, we did a, ver- you know, a number of versions of that game. It became an iconic product and uh, yes it, it's, it's well, what it's, an amazing it's story anyway my listeners probably would be less interested than i am but the other what what i obviously because i was the video games minister and the minister for singing obviously uh wow. so well, i combined the two in i combined the two in government so i'm thrilled i'm thrilled at this innovation i wonder if the video games world knows what you're doing because uh, not enough people appreciate the fact that actually there is a whole industry of music for video games and it never gets, obviously, video games themselves don't get the recognition they deserve considering they're bigger than music and film combined. But there is this entire industry. It's amazing. Well, let's get back to what you're doing now. I went to a funeral at Handel's Church the other day in Hanover Square and I was talking to you about the extraordinarily bonkers organist who, it turns out, is called Richard Gowers, who has... He's, he was absolutely extraordinary. I mean, ev- no one could believe how good the organ was. And he has now composed a song for Minecraft Sweden that you're yes. going to tell us all about that. He is not the composer. He's uh, the, he's arranged it for us. Okay. Um, so the original composer is a German chap um, called C418. That's right. Um, Sorry. Yes. Minecraft is, is probably... Probably the world's biggest game at the moment. My my children are both addicted to it, and so uh, when we when we started this this game choir idea, um, as Mark said, it was about trying to get young people into uh, into singing. Particularly, I had to say young men because uh, you know, having been a music teacher for decades, getting girls singing is nowhere near as difficult as getting boys singing. So when we had five thousand people, three and a half thousand of them were men between twenty and thirty five, which is exactly the audience we wanted we thought the next one would be minecraft so yes we asked richard gowers who is just one of the most extraordinary musicians working today he's just um, had his debut with the academy of ancient music um he is incredibly versatile not only is he a phenomenal organist but and uh, a director of music um as as you've said he's also an arranger he's arranged minecraft for us he's arranged uh, a beautiful piece of uh, of russian church Slavon for us he's arranged pop songs he's arranged all sorts richard's ability is so broad and so we haven't actually found the limits of what richard is capable of as a musician yet although i think we are pushing him quite hard wouldn't you agree mark yes i think uh, minecraft was a bit of a really but then richard here's the music uh please can you arrange it for us and he 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 was brilliant charlotte he did it in no time at all well we're very very lucky because we do have hot off the press here is a recording of sweden
is the amazing story of Game Choir. Now, let's get back to what Choir of the Earth is doing because you've got loads of very exciting events coming up. So, 18th of December? So, over the last three and a half, nearly four years now, uh, we have put together some fantastic programmes for this time of year. The first one was called Christmas at Home because, of course, we were all at home. (laughs) Yes, that's right. And that's the project, I think, Charlotte, that you came along and sang with for the very first time. Um, and so we did a traditional, very traditional, nine lessons and carols um, with some wonderful solos. We had a choir of hundreds of children around the world singing the first verse of Once in Royal David City, which was unbelievably moving. And so what we're going to do for this Christmas before our, uh, our, our new premiere, which is going out a couple of days later, is we're kind of putting together a, a, a compilation, a, a mix, if you like, a best of, um, combining the the absolute jewels from those three previous Christmas uh, performances. And we're putting that out on YouTube, as you say, on the 18th of December. In the beginning, I would just play the tracks live and I would conduct along into the camera. And you'll, you'll have seen that, Charlotte. Um, but of course, m- time moves on and people don't want to look at a chap with a beard from Bristol conducting into a camera. <laughs> they want to look at something something pretty, if you like. I don't mind that, Ben. I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, most people, they, they don't know who I am. What they want to do is they want to hear the lovely music. So we have started creating these uh, uh, these rather lovely videos, which are just compilations of, of beautiful stock footage, you know, snow falling, fi- a beautiful fireplace, people walking you know, whilst the music plays. So you can put it on very much in the background. You can listen to it. You can have it playing whilst you're preparing your Christmas dinner. And it's a, a beautiful kind of package, if you like, of media. So that's yeah, and because can I just say, Ben, sorry to interrupt, because it's on YouTube premiere, Charlotte, it means that everybody can chat and say hello to each other. Um, so it goes out as broadcast at a particular time. So everybody can gather together, chat and say hello to each other. Uh, and then they watch the lovely graphics and listen to the beautiful music. And then of course, when it's over, they can just play it again and again and again and again as many times as they like. So when is that on the 18th? Uh, that is uh, five o'clock on the 18th. So tell us now about the 21st of December. What's happening then? So that is the uh, the premiere for Christmas 2023. And we've been learning uh, two beautiful pieces, again, both by British composers this year. The first is a short piece by Bob Chilcott, former member of the King Singers and uh, amazing conductor. He's actually the, uh, the the principal conductor of the BBC Singers, of course, a very uh, topical this year. And it's a piece called Midwinter. And so it's a setting of the poem by Christina Rossetti, which we know is in the bleak midwinter. Um, it's absolutely beautiful. It's it really, lovely. Really, really lovely. Um, and the choir have been recording that. And the other piece that we have for everyone this year, and again, it's completely open, completely free to watch these as many times as you like, is um, the Fantasia on Christmas Carols by Ray Fawn Williams, who, of course, is one of the all-time great uh, British composers. And this is a piece where he, he he dedicated it to the great Cecil Sharp, who, of course, was one of the people, along with Fawn Williams, who went around the country in the early 20th century, collecting all of these folk songs, um, which were only in the heads of people in these various parts of the country before they died out. And thanks to him, we have pieces like the Somerset Carol and the Sussex Carol on Christmas night for Christian sing to hear the news the angels bring and so on. And so this um, Fantasia is taking some of these beautiful tunes and weaving them together with a gorgeous uh, organ accompaniment and a stunning baritone solo 
which is sung for us by a, a, a superb young singer called Josh Cooter, who is a member of the Gisualdo Six, which is a, a, a an up and coming close harmony, beautiful group that sing, sing beautiful um, Renaissance music. And he's also one of the prominent members of a group called the Fieri Consort. And this is the professional singing group that we use for all of our guide tracks. And if you have access, and speaking particularly to your listeners at the moment, if you have access to Apple Music or Spotify or YouTube, if you put in Fieri Consort, F-I-E-R-I Consort, you will be treated to some of the most sublime singing of Madrigals and Monteverdi that you'll ever hear. So yes, 21st is the premiere where we play to the world the results of all of that hard work for the very first time. What time? Absolutely amazing. Uh, again, that's five, at five o'clock on the 21st, Charlotte and uh, Ed. And just to remind you that, of course, everybody is learning this music wherever they are in the world recording it onto their mobile phone, sending that to us by email. We have amazing technicians who put it all together to create the core, the choir, the sound. And then Ben plays it back live to everybody at five o'clock on the 21st of December. It's really moving because we're all part of it. You know, we're, we're all, we all have our own little voice. It took you three weeks to teach everybody this, didn't it? How many people have you got singing? Well, there's going to be around about 700 individuals. But one of the great things about this model is that, unlike with a regular concert where you go along and you have one voice to contribute, with this, you can sing as many parts as you like and you can record as times as you like and it, it's actually a real draw for people who you know are really keen enthusiastic passionate singers who always get stuck on first base and would love to sing second tenor or would love to sing second base but always have to stay in their lane this means they can they can sing a broad range of of parts there's one lady in uh in america who lives in massachusetts has the most incredible vocal range and she has for various projects recorded soprano alto tenor and bass and sent it all in and of course that means she she is singing awful parts of the <laughs> and i really do want to just say our engineers are they are extraordinarily talented at making it sound entirely natural well, I, I defy anyone really to listen and say that that is not a choir standing together in a beautiful cathedral with a microphone. Exactly. It's, it's absolutely extraordinary what they can do. Well, that's just, as Ed says, that's, it's, just, it's just amazing. Now, And there's more to come, listeners, because you'll tell us now about these two extraordinary 24-hour events that you're going to be doing next year. Yeah, the Messiah and Mozart's Requiem. Amazing. Yes, Ed. Uh, well, uh, having got these uh, amazing uh, online choirs, Ben and I both felt that it would be lovely for all of us to get together. So we took last year Messiah on tour and we went to all corners of the United Kingdom and Ireland to, to take Ben and the music out to everybody. And we are doing that again this year with Mozart Requiem. Uh, we were in Bath uh, just a few days ago. But out of that, Ed, came this idea of we want to do things differently. We want people to have fun. And wouldn't it be great to have Mozart do, do uh, Messiah for 24 hours uh, back to back? To start at three o'clock on a Thursday afternoon, start with and with the glory of the Lord. And then we end with worthy is the lamb and our men and then go right back to the beginning and start all over again and keep going for 24 hours. Um, in aid of charity. So we did it in aid of Handel's Church, uh, St George's Hanover Square, because their front portico um, is in dire, dire need of repair. 
and they needed money. So we did a 24-hour drop-in where people can just come and go as they like, you know, drop in at three in the afternoon, four in the afternoon, three in the morning, or whatever it is. Um, and we request that people make a, a small donation of five pounds per hour the amount of time that they were in the church. We had a great good number of people who stayed, including me, for the whole 24 hours. Ben came along and conducted for two hours. And we had uh, wonderful people like John Rutter who came along and closed the session for two hours. Ralph Allwood, uh, a, a great number of conductors who came along to support us. Um, and people just so enjoyed this weird idea of singing this great piece of music again and again and again. We did it actually 24 times in 24 hours. And of course, one of the the great things about it was um, the, the Royal School of Church Music, um, they streamed it live on YouTube. And so people from all around the world who couldn't obviously make it to London for, for the event were watching and were commenting chatting all the way through and there were ladies going you know i've just put the washing on i just wanted to come and hear hallelujah and then i'm going to get back to whatever <laughs> and there were people in the live chat uh, myself included I'd, I'd come home at that point i would have i just want to say i would have stayed for the whole thing however the date that mark chose just happens to be my wedding anniversary oh. <laughs> I, I conducted my dad back home sorry ben spend some time with my my very very patient and very forgiving wife <laughs> but at the very end i was watching live as john rutter was conducting the end and people had said i've been watching this for eight hours and i'm not tired of it i i can't get enough come along both of you Come along. Well, tell us when, tell all our listeners exactly when, what to do, what you need. It's 25th of April, isn't it? Yes, 25th of April, three o'clock, St George's Church, Hanover Square, which is Handel's Church. So just around the corner from where Handel composed Messiah. And we're there for 24 hours. Ben will start us off um, at three o'clock. I am uh, going to stay the whole time this time. And I'm, I'm <laughs> aiming to sing. I'm going to, st when I'm not conducting, I will go and sing with the choir. Anyone can turn up. I mean, I can with my terrible voice and just turn Absolutely. up and sing and, along. And just, just to say, so, so you, if you have a look at labradoreventscom um, yep. for details as to how to sign up, and of course, one of the advantages of Labrador Events being associated with Choir of the Earth um, and all of this work that we've done with these great works, it's not just about creating the recording. There is as a huge and, and Ed, I think you'll appreciate this um, with, with your experience with computer games and with uh, with music and singing. A big part of what we do is we put the rehearsals onto YouTube. It's not just about creating the recording, it's about preserving the teaching. It's about preserving the choral tradition so that all the teaching is saved and recorded for posterity. And so what we do is when you sign up for, uh, for the 24 Hour Messiah, you get access to the teaching um, so even if you've never sung it before, you say, right, in January, right, I'm going to, it's like training for the London Marathon. I'm going to go and sing Messiah in, in April. So that when you walk into that church on the 25th of April, 2024, you can walk in full of confidence, even if you've never sung it before, but you know how it goes because yeah. you're watching the teaching online beforehand. Yeah. Um, and even then, if you can't sing, it's worth doing, is it? 100%. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you know that, that, that everyone can sing. It's just a matter of degrees and experience. And you're also doing this with, with Mozart's Requiem. Yes, because when we were doing the 24-hour Messiah, Charlotte, a wonderful musician, much uh, very, very well-known chap called Ralph Allwood came up to me and said, Mark, how can we do this to benefit uh, my, my musical foundation in Pimlico? 
which is a charity that helps all children, uh, regardless of background, to come and sing, to uh, experience the joys of singing. So I said, well, Ralph, why don't we do this 24-hour thing? But let's do the, the, the other most popular piece, which is Mozart Requiem. So yes, um, sorry to bamboozle you with dates, Charlotte, but on the 22nd of February at St. Gabriel's Church in Pimlico, we're doing a 24-hour Mozart Requiem. It's all about singing, making music together uh, f- for free. So nobody is asked to pay for anything, but the foundation provides the opportunity for children from wherever they are in, the, in that area to come along and create music together. And just one other thing to add. We haven't mentioned that actually the game choir, uh, a lot of the the money, you're raising money to tell us about that because that's charitable too, isn't it? Absolutely. So we have been working with a fantastic charity called Special Effect, um, which is run to support those who have a severe physical disability so that they can access video games. And they are based in the UK, but they are they have a global mission and a global outreach. And um, and so these are, uh, you know, for, for those who can't move their hands, there are wonderful pieces of equipment to allow uh, uh, eyes, eye tracking, so that they can still play these wonderful video games. We have done uh, two projects uh, for special effects so far. We did... Um, one was called the uh, Fus Rodar, which is from a game called Skyrim, which Ed, you'll have heard of. And this was, uh, it's very short. It's literally just a shout. Um, it's its a, a power that you use within the game, a magical power. Uh, and so we had uh, about a thousand people from around the world all saying together, Fus Rodar. And it was mixed together. And the premiere for that is going to be going out in December alongside the Minecraft Sweden project, which is our second one. And we are in discussions to have a, a further project with them um, next year. So yes, people can support Special Effect. It's specialeffect.org.uk. And it is a, a such a wonderful charity. And it, if your listeners aren't necessarily gamers, it, it really is the is, is such a fantastic activity to be part of. I mean, I am a gamer, Ed. Um, and it's one of the one of the key elements to this entire project. I'm going right back to the very first conversation with Mark, where he introduced himself to me over the phone. And I, I I'll be honest, I've been told about this chap, Mark Strawn, who wanted to do Messiah. And I said to my wife, I just need to have a chat with this guy and tell him I don't have time. And I went upstairs and I spoke to Mark and he said, you don't know me, but I'm Mark Strawn. And I just need to tell you a bit about myself. I founded Dome Mark back in the 1980s. And as an avid gamer since the 1980s, it was like somebody rang a bell in my head. Was, what? What? Dome Mark? So gaming is you know, such an important cultural and and social construct now it's a vital part of our our culture and the fact that we can bring all this experience of working with classical music and the world of uh, amazing musicians like richard gowers and lawrence cummings we can bring them to to you know bolster um the prestige of gaming and we can also tap into the real passion and enthusiasm that people have for gaming to raise money for good causes and, and what we're seeing is that uh, as mark said the members of choir of the earth who are died in the world classical singers you know they came along to sing sweden and for and halo for us because they they know us and they trust us and they said well i'm not a gamer but i'll give it a go and so many of them said, do you know what? I'm really enjoying this. I might give this. I, I might ask my grandchildren to show me how, how you know, Minecraft works. And 
conversely, you had the experience where we played the Halo chants to you know, thousands of people who'd recorded it. There was one chap, he just said, as we played this uh, Halo chant, which was the first thing he'd ever sung it, he said, this is a major life memory for me now. Oh, that, bless. That, Isn't that, that great? Well, we've covered everything from video games to Mozart, <laughs> and I have to say Special Effect is an amazing charity. The key there is obviously, as you say, people who are very severely disabled, can't move their hands, can play games using their eyes. But we have run out of time. That's it. Not just this week. That's it forever. We are very sorry to be going, but it was a fantastic podcast to end on. We've enjoyed our three and a half years and we want to give our listeners a huge vote of thanks for staying with us. Yes, and the listeners who have stuck with us have been amazing. And we hope we'll be able to continue the podcast on another platform somewhere. But for now, thank you to all our listeners. We hope you have a wonderful Christmas. And to end on a high note, here's a recording of We Wish You a Merry Christmas that Choir of the Earth recorded two years ago. And Ed and I wish you all, and to you, Mark and Ben, a very happy Christmas too. Goodbye. We